should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because we are Barbenheimer girls in a Barbenheimer world. <laughs> my name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, who has an explosive device larger than the one Christopher Nolan used that he is planning to set off in five, four, <laughs> three, two. Benedict, what's your favorite meme of the moment? Oh, uh... I thought you were going to ask me which of Barbie and Oppenheimer I was going to see. And, uh, <laughs> well, we're not seeing either because uh, completely we're, uh, me the WGA and uh, SAG-AFRA strike. We're you not say going that, to right now. You say that, but I, after you tweeted this, I was like, oh, that's maybe a good point. And I checked, and they're actually not calling on people to boycott the movies or stream. And they're actually saying you should still go see movies for now until it changes. Okay. Well, then so for okay. now... For streaming s- and for movies, so I'm going to go see it quickly before they you change. Go their see minds. Barbenheimer before <laughs> yeah. uh, they change what we should be doing to support yeah. the strike. Exactly. But don't take money for promoting <laughs> any of these things. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of like uh, TikTok influencers being like, "They approached me and offered me like four grand a week to promote this stuff." Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's scabbing, is what that is. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, the props um, to history guy. But for the moment, you're fine to watch it, as, according to uh, according to well, according to AOC quoting strike leaders all right i'll believe that i'll probably look into it myself just to make sure i'm uh, correct about it but look it may have changed by the time this podcast comes out also anyway. true. I've, I, I've been i've been buying my time uh not knowing <laughs> how, of how to answer this question <laughs> yeah i i am struggling can you give me yours and then i'll mine I'll get, okay I'll mine right now and it's just look it's just based off of what I've, I've been seeing recently and it's the uh uh the downfall uh hitler talking to his generals uh with like you know i think there was a version that really made me laugh of like uh uh who is it uh why am I blanking on the governor of Florida's name? Like DeSantis, Ron DeSantis talking about to, yeah, it was like that because you Isn't just put whatever like text you want on it. That's all it is. A 10 year old meme format. It is. And it's still okay. great. It's okay. still great. Well, if we're allowed to do that, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the goose that you love. Ah, you're, you're stealing my goose. I'm stealing your goose. Yeah. Stealing my goose. I love the goose. I do love the, the goose. goose that chases you and go, what states, right? States rights to what motherfucker. Exactly. That's, that's my... Exactly. Anyways, Ben, uh you probably know what it is that we do here on this uh show cast program showcast showcast we do a showcast uh other folks <laughs> jesus i love how like when we started podcasting i was much yeah. more like okay i'm reading these words as i have them put down we're sticking to this you script would start here. again if you fucked up i just there was, riff. There was I a just time riff now it doesn't matter who gives <laughs> a shit nothing yeah. uh, people love our, our quirky personality <laughs> Do they? <laughs> no, no, they tolerate them while learning things. Ah, <laughs> uh, show where we go deep, 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 deep to plumb. Did I do the right? Who cares? To plumb the depths cares? of right wing thought. Where have you got a chapter from a work of conservative literature? And in between, taking a look at other examples of the right, doing their best to make America hate again. Start us up, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us? Yeah, well? nobody's allowed to talk about the French Revolution again. That's <laughs> I, I knew that. Yeah, I, <laughs> that pissed dude, you off. I like. 
I, it, just, it is a constructed weird thing in like, a lab to annoy me that tweet. I don't know if the algorithm tracks everything I do, which is why Probably. That, I sent that to you, or if it's just because like we're psychic. Yeah, and, uh, things I saw we it. talk about one week immediately become become all over. Yeah, the place. literally the next. Maybe the guy listens. You never know. <laughs> um, maybe he's one of our one star reviews. <laughs> I love uh, that to be the case. I think the best, well, so the tweet was, uh, what was the point of the French Revolution, basically, uh, given the years of bloodshed after, um, which, whilst true, I would point out Europe, not a peaceful continent before the uh, <laughs> French after, Revolution. as a matter of fact. Well, I mean, the, the French Revolution caused all the subsequent wars, Kevin. I don't uh, know if you knew oh, that. Oh, I, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. The, uh, literally, country, all the way through. Jor, Jorman? Jorman. Something like Jormandy, that. Something, I, look, it, didn't, it didn't exist at the time, so uh, it doesn't matter. That's true. That's um, true. But Austro-Hungarian yeah, I mean, Empire. <laughs> sure, uh, Mark Twain, I think, and Jamel Bowie pointed this out on Twitter. Had the uh, had the best take on it is that it's very easy to see sudden periods of violence uh, as as deeply tragic, but ignore the long historical oppression that leads up to those very sudden periods of violence that have a much higher body count. We don't tend to reflect on those uh, in the same way we do as the the sudden outbursts of violence. Dude, you got to pass the joint, man. You can't hold it. You got to pass it. Listen, I'm quoting Mark Twain sober. So Mark Twain would have been a stoner. Mark Twain he, was probably a stoner. Yeah. He did a lot of drugs. He wrote about frog contests. He did a lot of dr- he licked toads. He was a toad For licker. sure. Apparently <laughs> that, yeah, that's a yeah. Okay, whatever. What's your hot take? My hot take Benedict, uh banana flavoring underrated. I've talked many Ooh. times before about my love of banana laffy taffy. Uh, and other banana flavored things. Yeah, you might say too many times. Uh, no, you wouldn't. Uh, but you I recently certainly might. I I've been getting into like okay, it's not like old tiny candy, but like I've been trying to find more obscure banana flavored candies. Uh, and I, so I got me a package of these uh, the original banana splits that are sitting on my desk right now. I have no idea who makes them because I'm not reading this package. Uh, but I've uh, been munching on those. They're quite delicious. Uh, and I need other forms of banana candy. That's what I realized. So I got like also a bag of hard candy, banana flavored hard candy. Um, and I'm just, uh, um, it's what I'm enjoying right now. And so we need more banana stuff. We need more banana flavored stuff. And if you don't like banana flavored candy, if you're not a friend of the banana, you're no friend of mine. That's. I guess that's it. I quit then. Um, I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> that's how I feel about the issue. Anyways, Benedict. It's a solid take. <laughs> These are supposed, that's, that's these are supposed to not spirit. matter. I'm trying to get us back to the hot takes. That, don't that's matter. That's truly in the spirit of the hot takes that we used to do, definitely. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Ben, let's, um, uh, on a housekeeping, remember to rate mm. and review us on the iTunes. Follow us on the social medias at NYGBCPod on Twitter and at NYGBCBen. Uh, and then uh, someone, someone tweeted this at me. I had one update this week, and it's sort of just following up on last episode. I made a bunch of mentions of the three parentheses on the last episode. Um, those were not actually in the book, I should mention. No. I think maybe someone thought that they were actually in the I book. I told you to stop fucking doing that. <laughs> like... Look, they were subtextually tell. in the book. They were subtextually in the book. It's uh, hard to tell. I am very aware of what the three parentheses mean. Uh, some people might not know what they mean, but uh, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> some people who aren't deep <laughs> might not know. Um, the, the three parentheses comes from a neo-Nazi podcast, a literal neo-Nazi podcast, uh, called The Daily Shoah. 
uh, Shoah being the Jewish word for the, ho- the Hebrew word for the ho- or Yiddish, I guess, word for the Holocaust. Um, and uh, it comes from there because whenever those Nazis said a Jewish person's name, they would use an echoing sound effect. Um, and over time, the neo-Nazis on Reddit or 4chan or wherever, they started using the triple parentheses to mean the same thing in a written form. Uh, okay. So, uh, for people who weren't aware of that, now you know a Nazi thing. That's our cool. Nazi fact of the day. Fun nice. times here on awesome. the show. <laughs> Love a Nazi fact. Did you see Nick Fuentes this week? Uh, doing his little uh, shit down in Florida? Yep. yep. Yeah. I, come on, it's me. You know I'm following. Didn't they also get docs? Not that we're pro-doxing, uh, by, but you know yeah, what? <laughs> by a previous... By another white nationalist. By another Nazi, yeah. It's like, you know, let him fight moment, one of those, where, like, one of Nick's former friends posted where the event was going to be held, and it was either, like, a Marriott or a Hilton or something. Um, yeah, uh, just just bad people all around, man. Just nothing but bad people all around. But anyways, man, look... We have an inductee into the spooky Ooh. world, New World Order, bleh, of course. Uh, and uh, that is, of course, this week, E underscore underdog on Twitter. E underscore under, underdog. Under squared dog. Under, uh, e under underdog <laughs> squared. Yeah, fine. However you said it. <laughs> well, you are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. For pointing out to me that I fucked up um, and didn't realize, apparently, for... I guess months now, maybe close to a year, um, that you were only able to see a hundred episodes of ours on uh, iTunes and everywhere else because I never went in and changed the settings that our podcast oh. uh, host had from the very beginning. I have what? no idea how long that problem has been going on. Oh, so but, it's just been deleting old episodes? No, it's not, not deleting. Sure They're just not available in the. It's it's because of the number of episodes that are on the feed. It was limited to a hundred. That's the default setting, and gotcha. I just had to increase the number to the max. And yeah, should be solved now. I checked it on my phone earlier, and it is. Uh, cool. But uh, there you go. If you were looking for older stuff and weren't aware that we had older stuff, uh, now it should be available in your podcast. Also, uh, that person discovered us via the Knowledge Fight Facebook group. So shout yeah. out to anyone that shares us anywhere, especially there, or Woo-woo! the Reddit group. Which I've brings up people... the point that if you yeah. would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, bleh, you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommend it to others, send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Drop me a screenshot to let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity, become a patron, or... Just get my attention with something good. And better looked. Well, if you also, if you posted about us on the Knowledge Fight uh, Facebook group and want a shout out, make yourself known. I, that's why I tell them to tag yeah, us in. I'm know, not on Facebook, so if you tag no, us on Facebook, I'm neither. never going to notice it. I fucking hate Facebook with a passion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to the new Threads app or whatever it's called. I'm, I just can't. I can't. Yes, you might. Elon Musk is a terrible human. Yes, Zuckerberg is also a terrible human. Yes, we live in a world of shit, but I'm addicted to Twitter. And for now, until Elon goes full mask off, uh, it's where I'll apparently be staying because <laughs> I yeah. can't get away from it. But, Benedict, uh, you know, because I told you before we got started, uh, that this is not, and, you know, people who can read episode titles, they're aware as well, uh, that we are not continuing the mini series that we had started last time uh, this week because I got sick over the weekend. Uh, poor me. Uh, you should all uh, send me condolences and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Things of that My nature. condolences. <laughs> Things of monetary value. So I just spent all weekend in bed when I had planned to be working on the episode. What originally. better time to write an episode? Uh, not when I am I am doubled over in pain from my guts twisting themselves around. Uh, it was not a fun weekend. Uh, don't eat food in St. Louis. Just don't eat any food oh, in St. Louis. Lesson. Ever. Okay. It's just, yeah, it's a bad idea. Uh, so instead, Benedict, I thought, look, I had, I had actually forgotten that we have never done an episode about tucker carlson okay as far as i can remember did we 
Did we do a Tucker Carlson episode? I'm not sure. Maybe. People, can, people go look at our back catalog and tell me if we did. Now that it's all available. Because I vaguely remember like doing something about him, but I don't remember if it was a full-fledged, you know, this is Tucker Carlson episode. I don't We've think definitely done like his, uh, like his, like, what was it? Like the Fox Now? What's the like spinoff digital only channel? Yeah. I, yeah. We did some, something from there, right? I feel like yeah, we, we did done so, a video some from episodes there. from there. Yeah, for sure. But... Given how important Tucker Carlson is to the fascist right in the United States, being their principal Increasingly less so now. He has less of a platform. Yeah, and that's something I wanted to talk about briefly before okay. we got started, which is that, okay. yeah, him losing his platform. There's been a, a couple articles. I think there was a box Deplatforming article. fucking works. Yeah, just the number of view count. Okay, A, here's one thing. Uh, there was a lot of screeching uh, about the view numbers on his Twitter videos, uh, and uh, I think we're all aware that uh, it counts as a view on a Twitter video if you scroll past it and never even click on it or hear a moment of it. Uh, yeah. So those numbers were wildly inflated to begin with, but even those numbers have dropped precipitously since he dropped the first episode of his, what I'm calling, uh, Tucker to Twitter because uh, it was tonight and now it's to Twitter. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, you see how puns don't have to be good sometimes? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but those numbers have dropped a lot. And I, we talked like, what, two episodes ago about how his replacement is is not going to be able to live up to, you know, the fascist propagandist that Tucker was on Fox. He's just not going to be able to do it. Uh, Jesse Waters is just a two-bit hack. He's no good mm-hmm. at it. But... He still is wildly important to the right. There's no denying that. There are people who are watching his videos on Fox News. Um, Tucker, you mean? Tucker, yes. Tucker's stuff on on, uh, Twitter, not on Fox News. There are people who are still, you know, hanging on his every word for what Mm -hmm. their next marching order should be. So I thought, let's go take a look at what he's been doing over on Twitter. Um, And I looked over the videos. He has eight of them out so far. And we're not doing the uh, Andrew Tate interview one. Good. Because that's like fucking two hours and gross, uh, okay, compared to his other stuff even, gross, sitting down with a fucking rapist and a, mm-hmm. a sex trafficker and trying to whitewash him for an audience of horrible people. That's yep. awful. Um, all of his stuff is bad. All of his mm-hmm. stuff is really bad. I should clarify up front. But I have uh, two, I figured we'd start from the beginning, right? And episode one that he has out there is... Uh, kind of fucking boring it's a he starts off with it's a here uh, i am well yeah and that's the one that got a lot of coverage already because it was his first one it was like he started off talking about that dam that was uh blown up in ukraine and blaming the ukrainians and all this blah 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 uh we don't need to cover that so i figured let's just start with number two and i think this might become something that we could do sort of like um uh how we've done with the prager you videos when we Mm -hmm. just don't have time to put an episode together we could do one of these it's not to say we're not doing effort but you know um, sometimes we just don't have yeah, time. Podcasting we, is hard, man. We're busy people with busy lives and we try to put out content as much as we can for all you people. Uh, but we have stuff to do in our lives as well. So I figured we'd start like here. throwing up over the weekend. Yeah. We'd start here with episode two, um, which is, is just titled cling to your taboos. That's what he has titled it. And I know other places have covered this already, but Hey, we are perennially behind the times. That's how we, that's how we work. We, we work with books. Come on. So yeah, that's true. Why don't we just jump right in and see what Tucker has to say? Sure. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. Oh, God, Let's say you wanted it. to Already. control a... Is the volume too high for you, or is uh, that just me? It's like a smidge high, but I think I'm it's I'm out my eardrums a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it down just a smidge. Country. How would you start? We'd want to make sure you had the complete obedience of everybody inside your borders. 
who was authorized to use deadly force. You would start with the military and mm -hmm. then federal law enforcement and move your way down ultimately to agencies like the IRS. Pause Controlling it. the gun. Uh -huh. Do we think Joe Biden has complete control of the federal law enforcement agencies? <laughs> Not at fucking all. Or, or do we think that state level uh, law enforcement agencies don't have the power to use deadly force? I mean, just, okay, think about this. Right? Yes, you're, you're correct. You're 100% correct. But think about this. Tucker, uh, Tucker in particular, among the right, is one of those who helped to propagate the deep state conspiracy theory That's true. to the forefront more than anybody else. And I would imagine that what he's calling for here is for those agencies or groups with guns to not be loyal to the mm -hmm. president who is directly in charge of them in the executive branch, in which case he's calling for a deep state. Am I am I incorrect in that assumption? No, that is correct. That sort logic of seems works. like what he's going yep. for there. Yeah. Yep. Guns would be a top priority for you if you ever wanted to go dictatorial, if you wanted to be baby doc. Okay. <laughs> okay. What an example baby of a dictator. Doc is very funny. Yeah. Baby doc. <laughs> we need a baby doc remix of Baby Shark. We really do. We really do. For those that don't know, baby doc, failed dictator in Haiti. Uh, yes. <laughs> after Papa Doc passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's in my head. <laughs> Fuck. I just... Okay, here's something that I have to bring up. We are, like, five seconds into this fucking video. I know, I'm sorry. Um, the right sincerely believes that Joe Biden wants to be a dictator. Yeah. Like, fucking imagine, man. Fucking yeah. imagine. The, the portion of our country that tried to overthrow a free election and install a dictator mm -hmm. is worried about the other guy who has been ineffectual at best being yeah. a dictator. It's, it's so mind-blowing to me. It really is. I can't imagine the leaps of logic it takes <laughs> to get there. But let's say you had deeper ambitions. Let's Deep. say you wanted the power not simply to control people's behavior, but to control how they think, not just their bodies, but their minds, as a god would. Ooh, in that case, God would. Wow. God would. Some lyrical flourishes from Tucker Tucky C here. This is like I'm hearing call outs to 5G conspiracy theories and this. That's what I'm getting from it. Yeah. So you need to take charge of the society's taboos. A taboo is something that by popular consensus is not allowed. A taboo may not be illegal, but it doesn't need to be. Over time, social prohibitions are more powerful and more enduring than laws. Society. Uh, no, not no. really. Not, not really. really. Like, it, on some things, sure. Yeah, like murder. Everyone I, gets that murder is bad, man. But like, he, I mean, let's be honest. What he's calling for here is just like, keep hating on gay people. That's what he's calling for. No, I think, I mean, I think it's, uh, I, well, I think there is a point there. My, uh, my counter argument would be name one. <laughs> I'm name sure he a, will. Name a social prohibition that's more powerful than a law. I, yeah, yeah, you got a good point. Societies are defined by what they will not permit, as are famously religions. Societies are defined what, by what they will not permit, as are religions. I mean, like... I feel like, okay, I feel like it is a go-to thing on the right to be like, this is the left's religion. Like, we mm -hmm. go from, like, you know, like... The NHS sometimes gets called, like, the secular cathedral in the UK. And, like, I feel like it happens for, like, a bunch of... Like, every, like, new thing that the right hates is, like, oh, you're not allowed to criticize that. That's 
the left's religion or whatever. It's, it's extremely. The, yeah, you constantly get the comparisons between like, you know, not wanting to murder LGBTQ people and uh, religion. That's uh, a constant comparison you see on the right. I say that half jokingly because they actually do make that comparison mm -hmm. of like, oh, you know, the acceptance and pride flags. It's the new religion. That's right. Who was it that posted that video not long ago? Of, like, uh, pride flags and then, like, cutting to Nazi Germany and swastika. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who was that? I don't remember, but I remember saying <laughs> it. Oh! Oh, look! They both have flags! Yeah. Same thing! Checkmate, yeah. liberals! Yeah. Muslims don't eat pork. Neither do Orthodox Jews. Traditional Christians oppose extramarital sex. The Amish avoid electricity and so... Look, man... Tra traditional Christians have been having extramarital sex since Christianity was fucking invented. Like, sure, well, that's it's on true. the books, maybe, also, but they've been doing it, buddy. Yeah, that's true. I see, see the French. Um, <laughs> the what I would say is, it's tough when you're talking about religion and religious laws because, or, or laws versus societal norms, because a lot of these things are literally religious laws. Uh -huh. Like, it is, it is against religious laws to eat pork or to whatever you know that's you know that's more than a societal norm it's right. not quite the same thing so and, i would quibble over and that. others of them though that i would say religious laws are societal norms that were just incorporated that became in these religious yeah. laws sure. right yep extramarital affairs or whatever Get, forget the fact that back when all these religious laws were created like uh, bigamy was like the norm right having multiple wives polygamy uh that was all the norm but, like, you know, these things don't covet your neighbor. Like, yeah, don't fuck with Reggie down the street's wife. Don't do that. Cause, or you know. his ass. <laughs> I'll fuck with Reggie's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Any day of the week, baby. Let's go. And so on. American society isn't overtly religious, but it's governed by taboos. Uh, and it always has been. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm on board with that. Sure. Um, it's not overtly religious. Like, we have, in theory, a secular government. In theory. You know. He, Tucker is trying to change that, but we yep. do somewhat have it. What's interesting is how fast our taboos are changing. This is not happening organically. What we're allowed to dislike is being dictated to us from above, sometimes by force. Pause it. Who what would you say you're doing now, Tucker? Uh-huh. Dictating? Dictating to from people? From above? Yeah. yeah. But okay. I'm, I'd imagine he's going to give us some really bad examples here, but can you think of any off the top of your head other than the ones I've pretty much already brought yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like stone you stone should... gay people to death. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Until fairly recently, for example, it was taboo in this country to attack people on the basis of their race. That was the main lesson of the Second World War, we were told again and again. I pause that. Was it? Was it? I don't know about that, dude. That was the main lesson of the Second World War. I feel yeah, like there were a couple other lessons. Like, I, look, the Holocaust, obviously, yeah, um, uh, bad. I think we all agree, bad. Also, don't let Nazis come to power. Yeah, but here's here's what I'm going to say is that I, I don't think that's the lesson that Tucker and the right took well, from Second Here's what War. I'm going to say, uh, because, you know, Martin Luther King ended racism in 1945. As we all know, yeah. As we all know, when he was however old he was, 15? Uh, 72. In Fun fact, he had that reverse aging disease, uh, Benjamin Button <laughs> Benjamin syndrome. Benjamin Button thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, that's you, you know I, I would I would point to the years of 1945 to 1965 as a counterexample of uh-huh. the main lessons of the Second World yeah. War. I would point out that I think the lesson that conservatives and modern day conservatives in particular, right, got from the Second World War was um, don't attack that group of people, <laughs> one particular group. Yeah. Attack the other ones now because we can't attack that one anymore. Yeah, that seems to be the lesson <laughs> they've got. Bad. <laughs> and if you're gonna attack that group, use code words. Yeah. The one thing we learned from the Nazis is that it's dangerous to reduce human beings to their genetic code. There is no master race. That made sense, but apparently we no longer believe it. Punishing people based on their skin color is not only permitted in modern America; it is mandatory. Throughout mm, yeah. business and Actually, government Kevin, and I haven't education. yelled at you for so, being white yet today, so if you could pause it. Yeah, just if you're going to give me the 30 seconds of hate uh, yeah. real quickly, and then we can move on. That'd be uh, yeah. really convenient. So, I, yeah. I, you know, it's getting late. I got to do it before midnight. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you got to do it at least, at least no, three times a day. Mm-hmm. The victims are white. At one time, that would have been unimaginable. We know he's going to talk about college admissions, right? We know oh, that's sure. what he's going for. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, with the current behavior of our politicians, as recently as the 1992 presidential campaign, adultery was considered disqualifying for anyone seeking higher office. And then Trump won. Okay, here's a couple of things. Um, no, it's never been. It's never been. All the founding fathers were fucking everything that moved. Yeah, that's some of them fucking people who they owned. As I think. We know as a I think there was a there was maybe like a 40 year period between like mm-hmm. where you had to hide it. Yeah. Really had to hide it. yeah. Yeah. I mean, even FDR was getting some on the side. And F- he was like. From his cousin. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, that she wasn't on the side. She was the main source. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, he was getting some from his secretary for sure. You know what? You can only arrive at these sort of stupid conclusions that Tucker has if you take the completely whitewashed, rosy yeah. view of American history. I mean, JF motherfucking K, man. Yeah, Seriously. also, uh, what's his name? Uh, LBJ, who uh-huh. got so mad at JFK's reputation. Had a giant hog. Trump, a giant yeah, hog. Not Trumbo, Jumbo. <laughs> Trumbo. <laughs> it's a different thing. Um, no, he said something along, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, something along the lines of, I've had more women by accident than JFK had on purpose. <laughs> he was so mad that JFK <laughs> went down in history as a womanizer, and he didn't. <laughs> you know what? Let's give LBJ... Uh, what he always wanted was to remember him as a womanizer with a giant hog. Let's yeah. do that. Let's all <laughs> also, remember that. Also, a now. terrible person in many ways, but <laughs> also a civil rights icon, I guess. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> like, seriously, people talk about complicated legacies. Thank yeah. you, fucking Amazon. Complicated <laughs> legacies of U.S. presidents. It doesn't get much more complicated than LBJ, no. right? Bigoted in his personal life, did some of the greatest advan- advancements in civil rights law in U.S. history. Yeah. Uh, also, giant hog. Bill Clinton was very nearly derailed in the New Hampshire primary by his affair with Jennifer Flowers. Dude, he won twice. He won twice. Clinton went to elaborate lengths to lie about the relationship because he had no choice. Also, Nancy fucking Reagan, dude. Known as the blowjob queen of Hollywood. (laughs) I think... I think that may have been somewhat exaggerated in the Twitter Uh, discourse. I think think the term throat goat was thrown around. (laughs) I think maybe possibly willy-nilly. We need to go back in time <laughs> to establish that term in time for Nancy Re- for it to be applied to Nancy Reagan. Yeah. We really do. But he was the last presidential candidate who had to meet this standard. 
By 2008, it was obvious to anybody who was paying attention that Barack Obama had a strange and highly creepy personal life. Pardon? What? I've not heard that one before. Uh, yeah, I'm not even aware <laughs> That's new of, to me. I'm not even aware of right-wing conspiracies about Obama cheating on Michelle. No. Like, I don't, I've, I've never even, okay, he could be, this is a speculation, uh, because we know he's a massive transphobe weirdo, he could be referencing the conspiracy theory that Michelle Obama is a trans woman. Oh, that's that not fun. That is possible, but that's the only thing I can even imagine he's referencing, because there's just nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Yet nobody ever asked him about it. By that point, a leader's behavior within his own marriage, the core relationship of his life, had been declared irrelevant. It was Barack Obama's business, not yours. Yeah, fair enough. One by one, with increasing speed, our old tab... Okay, he didn't even give us a hint at what the no. fuck he... Did he just... I think he just invented whole cloth a conspiracy about Obama that never happened. Yep. I think that he's just banking on everyone who watches true. this, just assuming there was something that they vaguely remember because they were constantly fed 24 hours of hate about yeah, Obama. They and were. they'll just go, oh yeah, I remember there was a, a thing. There was a thing with him and he, he, he did some stuff, right? Yeah, and the media never asked about it. That's, yeah. I think that's all it that is. Because they're on his side. Jesus Christ. Taboos have been struck down. Those that remain have lost their moral force. Stealing, flaunting your wealth, striking women, <laughs> smoking marijuana on the street, shameless public hypocrisy, taking other people's money for not working. Oh, yeah, that, that one. That long-standing taboo against... Yeah, billionaires uh, have been getting that away with that for fucking ages. That whole list he just gave. <laughs> it's like, okay, I hate that we live in the age of, you know, Donald Trump, where, like, everything gets, gets put onto him. But really, fucking every one of those is a thing that Donald Trump did. I don't know if he smoked weed. Okay, good point. He might not have smoked weed. Also, what the fuck is wrong with smoking weed? Who gives no, a shit? I, well, on the street. It's who, fine no, in the privacy I, who, of your own home. Dude, I went to Berkeley. You could smoke it on the street. No, I know. I understand. I do. Like, it is, to me, it's a little aggressive. But I th also think uh, that about... You just you don't know. like the smell. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is quite, like, you are, you know, I would say you're you're invading other people's space a little bit with it. But I Look, also get it. I, I'm as, not fucking calling the cops, but... As long as people's complaint is the same as, like, you know... Oh, I hate people smoking cigarettes outside the restaurant because it's gross. Like, I don't, I understand. People are like, oh, that's gross. I get it. I get yeah. that. If you are- It's not because it's weed, but I do like the smell of cigarettes, which is my problem. Okay, yeah, because we're both addicts. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're recovered, I'm not. I am, yeah, yeah. I still like the smell, though. All of these things used to be considered unacceptable in America. Not anymore. So it Wait, wait, wait. Beating your wife was on that list. When was that unacceptable before very recently? Yeah, I'd say that's only unacceptable, like, now. That was America's <laughs> pastime before baseball. Like, yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't surprise us that the greatest taboo of all is teetering on the edge of acceptability. Got a guess? You gonna guess what he's gonna say? No. I don't have one either, honestly. It's no, either gonna I... be something related to trans people, or, I don't know, He's going to claim that, that Biden is attacking his political rivals, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's going to be it. Child molestation. Oh, wow. He went a different oh, wow. direction. He went yeah, a very different, a different direction. direction. Okay. Um, I'm going to insert a content warning here and wish that I had listened to this ahead of time. Yep. Boy. Fair. Wow. That, that went a place I didn't expect. Yep. <laughs> 
Hey everybody, this is Kevin here. Uh, so at this point in the episode, I'm just cutting in to let you know that um, we kept watching this Tucker Carlson video for a few more minutes, and it was just exceedingly gross, um, beyond what I want to subject our audience to, and Benedict as well. <clears throat> so we decided at this point, some point in here, that we would just move on to the next video and hope that it was less gross. And, you know, on a scale of... of Tucker Carlson to good. Uh, it was still up towards Tucker Carlson, but the next video, much less gross than this one. Um, so we just decided to cut it out and move on to the next video and not subject you to any of that. So you can watch it if you want. Generally, Tucker just um, argues that anyone who doesn't idolize Kyle Rittenhouse is in support of child molesters, is the general gist of it. Um, and then say some stuff about social media with very little support for any argument that anyone supports child molesters. Uh, none, as a matter of fact. Uh, but that's what we're cutting out, so you don't have to listen to it. So, sorry for the interruption here, but we'll get right back to where we pick up with the episode three of Tucker Carlson. So, I, I think this video is gross. I think we're done with it. Yeah, it's it's gone in a direction that I don't Yeah, love. I'm not a huge fan either. So, I think so, we can move on to his pre- episode three, uh, which is titled... America's principles are at stake. Okay. And uh, I did preview this one, and I can tell you it is basically about uh, Biden's going after his political enemies, Donald Trump, and prosecuting them. Okay, cool. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. God, that's a gross way to start a video. Biden administration arrested. Yeah, you should start every video with hello and welcome (laughs) (laughs) to the Tucker Carlson show. Donald Trump this afternoon. They had him arraigned and fingerprinted in a Miami courthouse like the accused felon he now technically is. These were mm, more than technically. I mean, yeah. it's very accurate that that yeah, is Yeah, no, I is. mean, that, that, yes, that is how technicality works. And uh-huh. It is the truth. Yep. It is both technically and legally true. Yes. <laughs> the first steps in a process that is designed to put Donald Trump behind bars for the rest of his life. Yeah. Cable news carried every moment they cheer, of it they live. Cut to cheering. Amazing. By the way, I do want to complain about the fucking way that all the news channels did, like setting up 24 hours in advance with live streams of the courthouse. Like, oh, in, in 12 hours, Donald Trump is going to walk into that building and you'll never see him because mm-hmm. that's, that's how it works. It's like, fuck you. We don't need this. Fuck, can we fucking move on? Yeah. I want to move on. I know I constantly do the comparisons to him because we live in a world where you can't not do I that. would love to not talk about him ever again, honestly. Yes. It really, really would, would make my day. Ugh. It's unprecedented, they told us, with what looked like shock. But they weren't shocked. They knew this was coming. Yeah, because we've all known a lot of details. Yeah, well, I think, months. I mean, I, I do think also that... Um, like the level of detail we got with the unsealing of the indictment was pretty unprecedented. Yeah. Like the photos of the things in the bathroom and just like hanging around, like that was, it was fairly shocking, right? I mean, it it was. Everyone who's paid attention knew it was. What just happened was always going to happen. It's been inevitable since February 16th, 2016. That's the day Donald Trump made a blood enemy of the largest and most powerful organization in human history. Ooh, I'm hearing some parentheses. Uh. Let's see. Let's see. If it's the Council of Foreign Relations, we're in trouble. I am wondering who he's going to say. I think the FBI, surely. Maybe, I don't know. Which would be the federal government. 
okay. he's just lazy. Fucking federal yeah. government. Hey, you made an enemy of the federal government. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Forget that all the law enforcement agencies of the federal government skew right wing and have far too many who support Donald Trump, uh, uh, far more than I'm comfortable with. But no, that, that's not the day it became inevitable. Um, it was the day that he left office and took all this shit with him yeah. and then refused to <laughs> cooperate. And then repeatedly said on tape, I shouldn't have taken that. That's illegal. Oh, I think when this video came out, we didn't at that point have uh, the audio of him talking to that reporter and showing him the classified documents, right? Yeah, probably I don't not. Think yeah. come this, out was, this would have been June 15th, so yeah. Yeah, that, that's less than a month old, I think. Mm. Despite what you may remember, it wasn't anything that Trump had said about immigration or trade with China or rapists from Mexico. Those are the stories that dominated the headlines that year. Trump's a racist, they screamed. Stop him. But inside Washington, that was just noise. None of it really rated. Identity politics doesn't mean much to permanent Washington. What matters then and now is foreign policy, the invasions oh, and occupations and proxy the blob. that is. Imagine thinking that people hated Trump because of his foreign policy. He was a bumbling dipshit on foreign policy. Yeah. And that's the best you could say about it. Well, we're going to do it very well, and I think people are going to be very happy, and blah, blah, blah. They're going to love us so much. They're going to love us so much. I'm going to dance with an orb and a sword, yeah. and they're just going to love us so very much. <laughs> like, that's the closest he ever got to doing foreign policy. Yeah. There just wasn't anything there. No, it was all the other bullshit, Tucker. That's why everyone hated him the decisions that determine which global populations will thrive and which will die, the policies that come with trillion-dollar price tags, the ones that, over time, have made the counties around D.C. the richest suburbs in the world. In Washington, that's what actually matters, and it's obvious when you look carefully. When there's a debate about anything else, for example, the debt ceiling, both sides take their assigned positions and they... But by the way, I do have to point out that this does this does stem from a deep state conspiracy angle. Oh, That's yeah, yeah. The only yeah, way no, they're, it's the, they're all the same and... You blah, imagine, blah, blah. yeah, there's a the, the blob, as you said earlier, yeah. right? There's the, the blob, blob and they all work in concert because they meet in a scary boardroom and talk mm. about what they're going to do, yeah. And they start yelling. But when Congress decides to start a war, no matter how foolish or counterproductive or obviously disconnected from America's core interests that war may be, when that happens, the leaders of both parties automatically jump behind it like circus clowns. And then they stay there, sometimes for decades. They Pause defend it. that war. Mm -hmm. Do circus clowns famously jump behind things? <laughs> Is that something I've missed? <laughs> I think they jump in front of things, like yeah. little tiny cars that a bunch of other circus clowns are in. I think that's I, generally I, how it works. I just, I've never heard about circus clowns Cir jumping behind you things. You know what? The, the the pool of bullshit is so thick that you just lose all these little nuances yeah, I wouldn't well, have unless you, you, you noticed <laughs> them somewhere. <laughs> it's like you, you just like you're so busy thinking about like what he's saying that the flourishes of language, you're just like what so okay, so in the UK there's like a um there was a dating show uh -huh. called Take Me Out. Mm -hmm. um, and it was basically well, uh, oh 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 uh, uh, was it hosted by uh, Modest Mouse? No, but it was it was hosted by Paddy McGuinness, um, <laughs> who and his catchphrase was "No like it, no lighty," 
which <laughs> what is that english <laughs> yeah no no likey no lighty so the, the the concept of the game was you know someone came down the stairs and uh there were 30 either men or women and then someone of the opposite sex would come down and do a little dance and if you liked him you kept your light on uh-huh. and then like he would say something about well, sorry they would say something about themselves and people would have another chance to turn their light off and then they would do like a little special trick and it would be like, you know, someone would like hula hoop or it's like, oh, I can play the flute or like the whatever. Oh, I want to be the guy who someone kept because they were impressed by my hula hoop skills. Yeah, exactly. That's what I so, want. Ooh, That's what his I want. hips can move. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that, and then there was that. And, uh, and then if at the end you had more than one or more than two people, sorry, you got to go around and turn their lights off for them. Uh-huh. So you could you could narrow it down to a final two, and then there was like a stupid like, what would you do? Like it was like a blind date thing. Like where uh-huh. where yeah. what would we do on a blind date, or like how would you prove you love me or whatever? Anyway, the reason for all of this: first of all, ridiculous concept for a game show. Second yes. of all, uh, he would say things when he was asking people to do the light. Like he would say things like, "Let the chicken meet the chow mein," <laughs> which like. <laughs> makes as much sense as what Col- Tucker is saying. Look, at least chicken chow mein is a thing. Yeah, but what does that mean? <laughs> Let the chicken meet the chow mein. Like, what does that actually mean when you no think idea, about it? I have no idea, but it's, it's great. Like, it's like, it doesn't wh- matter. It doesn't have to exactly. mean anything. Yeah, no, exactly. It's provocative. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Insert in the my, meme here. It doesn't in my matter. Head, yeah. Insert the Will Ferrell meme. It's in my head, yeah. Tucker Carlson is saying, let the chicken meet the chow mein <laughs> about war. By the way, I, I did realize it's uh, Franz Ferdinand who does take uh, me out. That's yeah, it that's right. Yeah, you're right. Relentlessly against all evidence until somebody finally rings the all clear bell and they can begin to admit that actually maybe it wasn't such a great idea. How did Tucker we feel about well, Afghanistan's just... the Afghanistan withdrawal? Yeah, how how did he feel about? Uh, uh, let's go back in time. Uh, 2002-ish, 2003-ish. Where was he at? Was he one of those? Yeah, he was. Didn't work out. The good news is we've learned a lot of important lessons. Mm. In the end, they usually do say something like that, but only after emotions have cooled and the damning details have begun to fade from collective memory. It's an apology that's not actually an apology, much less repentance, and it's years too late to matter in any case. I, Tucker has never fucking repented from the shit he wrote and said no. about Iraq and Afghanistan. Go fuck no. yourself, Tucker. Like, and I hate to hope, focus on the hypocrisy angle of it, but it's just listening to his fucking voice. That's the only thing I can think about is you're a fucking hypocrite. Go fuck yourself. In any case, but until then, that's all you're getting. Until then, no dissent is allowed. That's the first rule of Washington. But somehow Trump didn't bother to follow it. He is from out of town, so maybe he didn't know He's it was a rule. He's from out of town. Maybe he just didn't care. <laughs> He's not from Either like... way, seven and a <laughs> From out of town. He's from Little Rock, Arkansas, so he didn't know. This is like there is a line on Fox News where DC needs to be painted as this insular evil uh, uh, blob. Since we keep yeah. going back to that, yeah, like, yeah. that's what it is. And like, dude, as someone who's lived in DC, <laughs> like, yeah. you don't know shit about DC, Tucker. Yeah. Go fuck. Go to your fucking multi-million-dollar wood house out in the the fucking hills the sticks, uh, yeah. and, and pretend that you're not part of this fucking creature. Seven and a half years later, we can point to the precise moment that permanent Washington decided to send Donald Trump to prison. Here it is. It's from the Republican candidates debate in Greenville, South Carolina. 
Is this going to be something that nobody fucking remembers? Like, For sure. Probably. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized okay. the Middle East. They lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none. And they knew there were none. There were no weapons of mass destruction. Okay. All right. Go. Pause it. Uh-huh. Trump had some energy there that I feel like he's lost. I feel like he was attacking uh, uh, Jeb. And that's, Probably. Uh, yeah. That was, that was the only that, reason that, why he got fired bring, up. <laughs> That was all he had to get out of bed for in the morning. Like once Jeb was defeated, <laughs> that's it. Oh, I should have used the Jeb meme. As my it's like a, it's like a, it's like a sportsman losing their powers once the like once their great rival is gone. You know, yeah, like, yeah, Jeb. something like that. Jeb but brought God. out the best in Trump. What a fucking loser! Imagine pretending that Donald Trump is anti-war. The yeah, guy who just wanted to bomb everything but never got the including chance. like the Mexico border. <laughs> Yeah, who wanted to send troops into Mexico? Yeah. Fuck. We should never have been in Iraq, Trump said. We destabilized the Middle East. Now, by the time Trump said that, a lot of Republican primary voters were starting to reach the same conclusion. He also, at the time, said, I but think it was we should probably go in when asked about it, because he always called into Howard Stern, and Howard Stern was like, what do you think about Iraq? And he was like, yeah, we should probably go sort it out. So, yeah, like, whatever. Trump is just a creature of, of the moment, right? Yeah. He was yeah, only yeah. capable of parroting back whatever was popular at mm -hmm. the moment. It was the next line that doomed Trump to today's arrest. Sure. They lied, he said. There were no weapons of mass destruction, and they knew there were none. Dude, then why isn't fucking Bernie Sanders in prison? Seriously. Yeah. Like, dude's been saying it since we went in. Well, why the we, fuck is he not keep, We keep reelecting him, so we he's can't charge a us sitting senator. Dude. He's been a senator. If anyone, they'd go after him. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, like, not to say that there aren't other people who have also pointed out that there were no weapons of mass destruction. Like, I love this narrative that pops up. And again, it goes back to conspiracies, right? Because Tucker is insinuating that a them, who are they? Who mm -hmm. knows? Uh, but they have the lots blob. of parentheses. Uh, but they, they are doing this. They are the ones who are responsible. Because that negates the responsibility to actually come up with a boogeyman. Mm -hmm. If you keep it ephemeral like that, it can be whatever they, the listener or the viewer, thinks is the evil ones. Mm -hmm. And I talked about that before when we've done our episodes on conspiracy theories. Keeping the evildoer ambiguous is important mm -hmm. to conspiracy theories. That's a big Alex Jones thing. Yeah. Now, when he said that, a few in the crowd booed. Most just sat there in silence, stunned. Can he say that? Well, he said it anyway. Again, it was 2016. People had been saying it for 15 years at well, that he, point. Well, he also, Tucker just said the Republican base had begun to come around to that view anyway. So it's yeah. not like... And fucking the, the left had been on that for a while. Yeah. And by saying that, he sealed his fate. That was the one thing you were not allowed to say because it implicated too many people on both sides, which on this topic is really just one side. Hillary Clinton was guilty of it, but so was Paul Ryan. All of them were guilty. They all- So was Donald Trump, who, as you mentioned, said we should probably invade. All knew they all lied. And to a person, they hated Donald Trump for exposing them. After that, it was pretty clear that even if he did get elected president, Trump was gonna have a very hard time controlling the federal government he was supposed to be in charge of. Most of permanent Washington decided that thwarting Trump was the single most important mission in their lives. I feel like permanent Washington is his attempt to rebrand the deep state. Yeah. That sounds like uh, the linguistic trick he's trying to do mm -hmm. there. Everything depended on it. Many of them said so publicly. 
But others didn't say so publicly. In fact, the stealthier ones took another path. They ran toward Trump, not away from him. They sucked up to him. They ingratiated themselves to the man they intuitively understood was susceptible to flattery, which Boy, Trump is. Boy, this is just such a great way of explaining away surrounding yourself with incompetent dipshits, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, if yeah. they look, look, if they were sucking up to you, then they were just doing it, you know, to to stay out of the fire and uh, to to help uh, create your collapse. Uh-huh. If they were against you, well, they were just evil to begin with. Yeah, win-win. Biz, and they did this in order to subvert his new administration from the inside. There were a number of these, and you could spot them immediately. They were flatterers. Invariably, the ones who flattered Trump the most hated him the most and disagreed the most strongly with his views. No. That you is know, not true. You know, on one level, I kind of agree with that with some people. With some, Mitt Romney fucking hated Trump. But yeah, he sat but he down at that dinner. Yeah, he didn't. Sit, he didn't sitting I down at that, that dinner he, with Trump. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. I wouldn't say that he. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Look, a lot of the people who were closest to that I, inner so, circle. Okay, so I, would say, I wouldn't say that he flattered him the hardest, is what I would say. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, I agree with that. I agree with that. But people who got into the inner circle, who I think is who, who, who have later been blamed for all of the issues, right? I think mm-hmm. that's what uh, Tucker's trying to get at here. The Reince Priebuses of the world, who got in and just were complete know-nothing morons, who just fucked mm-hmm. up and fucked up. And obviously, you know, because a lot of the people who were in there were absolute incompetence, that's the only thing that could have happened is they just mm-hmm. kept fucking up. And you have to explain away why all these failures were had during the Trump administration. This brilliant genius of Donald Trump, why he wasn't able to get anything done. Well, it's because all these people, uh, they all actually the secretly States hated Donald Trump. Yeah, they all just secretly hated him. They were just trying to yep. make him think they'd like. Mm-hmm. You saw them in the hallways of the White House and at press conferences. They were there slobbering over their boss with elaborate self-abasement as if they were addressing a monarch or a god. It was- Boy, that would be a good insult if it came from the left. <laughs> yeah. The scene from the Ottoman court, it was he filthy to say, and decadent. Like, as and if a god, false. quite a lot. Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Lindsey Graham in the Congress. They all called Trump a visionary genius up until the moment he lost power. No, um, it was, <laughs> it was about a week or so before he lost power. Maybe a well, little longer. It was it a little bit, a little bit before. Yeah, it depends. That's, that's when they changed their tune. It depends what you mean mostly. by losing power. Yeah. Um, I if think you mean I can... January 20th, 2021, uh, then yes. I, I, like I said, I think it was about two weeks before about that. Approximately that they, uh... 14 days before January 20th, 2021. <laughs> I think that's about when they might have changed their tune. Okay. When they, they tried to hang Mike Pence. Their real mean? agenda, uh-huh. as always the neocon war agenda, and they piled on with maximum force. Here's Mike Pompeo, for example, on Fox News this morning. President Trump had classified documents where he shouldn't have had them. And then when given the opportunity to return them, he chose not to do that for whatever reason. When somebody identifies that, you got to turn them in. And so that's just, that's that's inconsistent with protecting America's soldiers. Worst guy you know just made a good point meme. You just got to throw that one in there. It seems to be accurate for the moment. And that's like, I guess this is the only thing Tucker could do because he has to play, you know, defense for Donald Trump instead of dealing with the issues. Let's you talk about the, the fact that, that Donald that, that Tucker Carlson's texts were released in which he said, I hate that guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one to get over. Also, yeah. the fact that he was uh, doing some very clear white supremacy in his texts. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a problem. I don't think we've really talked about that. Yeah, but, but boy, the hypocrisy. It's not is, how white men fight. Mm. Yeah, that was weird. They're sailors, airmen, and Marines. And if the allegations are true, some of these were pretty serious, important documents. And so that's wrong. May future historians hoping to unlock the mysteries of late Empire Washington study that clip because it... <laughs> that is so fucking melodramatic and mm-hmm. sad. Like, that's yeah. what you got? That's what you fucking got? Great. Reveal everything. That very same Mike Pompeo, the one who's sneering at Donald Trump on TV this morning, that guy served Donald Trump as both CIA director and as secretary of state. Yeah, man, he's also a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> And also, like, it's... Okay. As goes Trump, so goes America, Benedict. This is what we really need to know. Apremoile deluge. Yeah, that's... We can all (laughs) do weird quotes. Um, It's almost as if people, politicians especially, can flip-flop on issues. Yeah. Well, you know, Benedict, uh, there's these taboos that we have. Mm. And uh, up until recently, that couldn't happen because yeah, of taboos. Yeah. Nobody, no, nobody yeah. has ever flip-flopped. The flip-flop is a recent invention, including the shoe. Yes. No, they all wore uh, lace-up sandals, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Those are the two most powerful jobs in the federal government. And as he worked in those jobs, Pompeo promised, in fact, he swore to support the president's agenda. Why? No, he didn't. Yeah, well, okay, maybe, whatever. Even if that's true, the agenda is not stealing classified shit. Like, that's yeah. not... <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, the oath that is sworn by, by like, cabinet members and, and people appointed... It's for to America, not the president. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the point, is that it's to the United States. Yeah, it's not yeah. to the president at the time. Because that's the... And I feel like that's important. I it feel like important. that's an important thing it to point out. It is an important distinction. ...way a democracy works. You vote for a candidate in the belief that his appointees will carry out the policies that you voted for. It's not about the president. It's about you, the voter. Name a policy of Trump's that all the shit-kicking lackeys he had didn't push for. Well, bombing like, Mexico. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> putting, putting, alligators in the, in, in, putting alligators in the Rio Grande. <laughs> Uh, putting Muslims in internment camps. Okay, I guess we got three. We got three. Well. But Pompeo didn't do that. He didn't even try to do that. In fact, he undermined Trump's often stated commitment to peace and non-intervention abroad at every turn. His every waking hour was devoted to fomenting war in some faraway foreign country or other. Iran, Syria, Russia, North Korea, the list goes on. Didn't Trump directly have Soleimani killed? Yeah, yeah, I was also going to point out that, um, okay, Tucker, you want to play us some clips of Trump talking about those countries and what he wanted to do? Fire and fury, buddy? That ring a bell? But rather than telling Trump that he disagreed with his... Very nearly go to war with Iran because Trump, like... (laughs) Like, look, the vibe I always got was that Trump was wanting to start a war with North Korea or Iran in particular, I think, being the two big ones. Um, and that he's just so bad he wasn't even able to accomplish that. Or like there just, were enough people around him being like, it is a bad idea as it goes to war with Iran. Yeah, that sure seems like the way it played out. Yeah. His ideas, as a man would, Pompeo toadied up to Trump, a man he despised, in the oiliest, most you over-the-top way him. imaginable. You despise him. Ask anyone who... It's so great. It's so great, man. Like, 
on one level, this is horrifying because the right will never like the, the people who love Tucker. They're they're never gonna care about what those texts said. They don't care as long as he's saying the things they want to hear on the screen. They're fine. They're happy. They're not gonna turn their back on him. Uh, on the other level of it, you and I get to go. <laughs> you're a lying ass motherfucker, man. Yep. Come he's on, we all know what you really man. think. We all know what you really think. We we saw it. We know you're a white supremacist creep. We all yep. know that. But uh, it is great. It is great. Let's give this another minute or so, and then okay. we'll, uh, we'll call it a day. Who worked in that White House at the time? Who is the appointee most likely to tell Donald Trump on a daily basis that he was handsome, virile, sleek, and powerful? Mike Pompeo. Oh, man. I was trying to pause it before he could get to one so we it's could guess. Ma- Mike Pompeo. Uh, I don't know, man. It's either Mike uh, Pompeo or Mike Pence at this point. So yeah. we, got to, we got to Mike P- so Mike, Mike Pence might still text Trump that every morning. Yeah, maybe. You're so virile. <laughs> please let please let people want to hang me again, please. Yeah. Mike Pompeo. That will be the consensus answer. Those of us who saw firsthand Pompeo's relentless kowtowing will never forget it. It was indelibly repulsive. No one with self-respect could do something like that. But Mike Pompeo did I don't, it I don't like distinctly remember this, do you? No, I don't either. Like, again, I think this is like we saw with the Obama stuff earlier, right? This is Tucker just creating a thing. I mean, it may be true. And it may be one of those things that like runs through the right wing rumor mill as a result of like, you know, it happened once. And then like fucking Stephen, uh, Steve Bannon, like text it or either of them text it to Tucker or whatever. And then now here we are. Um, But yeah. I mean, if there's one thing we know, it's that Tucker has both Stephen Miller and Stephen Banner, uh, Bannon's uh, uh, numbers in his cell. Oh, for we sure. We know that. They're, uh, they're in the close friends Instagram group. <laughs> <laughs> they added him to lists on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> lists that all seemingly have 14 words uh, yeah, to describe it. weird. With relish and verve. Now, this same person is telling Fox News viewers that he fears for the safety of our military. Our yeah, soldiers, sailors, new information. Yeah, man. Like, again, it's it's an attempt to completely disregard the substance of the issue. Yeah. Just to, it's this obsession of like process over substance that mm-hmm. we've seen throughout the entirety of the Trump era, right? It's not the leaks; it's the leakers who matter. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. you can't deal with the substance; you have to deal with the, the everything that surrounds it to just avoid it. Yeah. Marines in the approved phrase. Because Donald Trump took some classified documents home and didn't immediately return them to the National Archives? Mm-hmm. Didn't immediately return them. Look, it's like having a, a library book that's a week overdue. Yeah, Look, yeah. I just didn't it, have time that's to like a dollar fifty fine at max. Like, yeah, come on, come on. Look, the Dropbox is inconvenient. If it was a drive-through, I'd come in and I just put it right in there. But really, yeah. you guys, uh, you got to make it more convenient to return these documents mm-hmm. that you asked for several times, several times, and that I had an attorney verify that I had returned to yep. you. Um, even though I hadn't. What a lie that is. Mike Pompeo knows that's a lie. He spent his entire life in Washington. Washington is a city where internal memos about Labor Day are classified because everything is classified. Yeah, no, that's that's not true. That's Well, okay, it is true that we overclassify things. It's true I we say. overclassify like, things. It, 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 that is definitely true. But it's also true that you can't just take classified that's stuff. That's true, yeah. It's, you know, yeah, I think, you know, th- th- there are times as well when it's like y- people's lunch, co- like, what are we having for lunch? If you have a high enough, uh, like, security clearance, that is classified, I think, which is, you know, it makes it tough. 
but I also understand like why these conversations are important because it is important to know where the Secretary of State is getting lunch. Like that probably should be classified sure. at some level. Like I don't know. We know it's hard. Like, on, on another level, like we know that at least one of the documents was fucking war plans. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, exactly. Exactly. And, and we, so we have information about some of the things that were there. Yeah, and we could talk about how, you know, I don't think that the United States should be planning war against other countries versus the fact that they keep these plans as contingencies. In case what was it? He was like, they, they made this for me about invading. Or they were like, yeah, oh, he was claiming like, oh, oh, I didn't want to invade. Look, they sent this to me and uh, <laughs> they see they were the ones who wanted to invade. And it's like, OK, man, whatever. You just showed classified war plans to a reporter for clout. Yep. For fucking clout. Literally for clout. God, do you remember clout, the like social media thing? Was that a thing? Was it was that like a, a tool to show you how like how influential you were on each network uh, comparatively. I, I you, maybe vaguely remember something like that. I think that. it was kind of before our time. Uh, maybe. Your government has classified more than a billion federal documents, most of them boring and pointless and a danger to no one and lock them away in secret where you can't see them because you may be an American citizen, but not really, and therefore you don't have the necessary clearances to know what's going on. And by the way, none of this is done. Like, okay, we, we I, I, just briefly, just briefly. I understand, like you said, we overclassify stuff. Yeah. Um, I understand that I want a government that has a lot of transparency. Mm -hmm. On the same level, there's a lot of stuff I don't want anyone being able to see. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I think is rightly classified for various reasons. I don't want nuclear weapon plans out there on the street where people yeah. can just go check them out. I don't think that's a great idea. There are yeah. very good reasons for classification. Well, and Tucker's pseudo outrage over the fact that you can't walk into any government office and look at whatever you want, kind of dumb. Kind of fucking also, dumb. I mean, it's an analogy that doesn't hold up anywhere else. Like, Because he's like, oh, well, the government's doing this. But like... I, as an Amazon delivery driver, can't see a memo to the CEO from the CFO. Like, well, you know as we I mean? know, uh, Tucker being such a champion of the working class, uh, he yeah. would absolutely he want would advocate to for that. Crush your Amazon worker union and I, make sure that you're a wage slave for the rest of your life. <laughs> I wonder if Tucker Carlson, the leaked Tucker Carlson texts, were actually leaked by Tucker Carlson so that he could uh, he could stand up for his morals and principles. Mm. I kind of doubt it. Oh no, boy, there we go. Tucker, if you just stand to live up show to your us all your texts, show us all your texts, <laughs> show us your Richard Spencer texts. That's what I'm saying. Show, show us your Stephen Miller texts. That's what I want to see. Done in order to make America safer, any more than COVID restrictions were designed to keep you healthy. They were, though. They were. Yeah. Like, you know, just basic COVID. Yeah, and like things. sometimes we got them a little wrong because it was a new disease that we were still yeah, figuring man. out. Oh, people overprotected. Oh, it's so terrible that they did that. Uh. No, it's a caste system. That's the point. Oh, and okay. you're the untouchable in this hierarchy. What? That's a leap. Imagine going to these lengths to defend Donald Trump's given classified who, who, documents. Whom you don't even fucking like. It's a caste system. Look, Trump is being prosecuted, not persecuted. That is the wrong word I see people using. Prosecuted. For having classified documents because of a caste system. Boy. Wild. Boy. Mike Pompeo knows that. Everybody who Sorry, works in Sorry, what Washington caste do we think that. Donald Trump I'm, is in I, this in this context? Uh King. Emperor. Yeah. God God King. That's I mean, come on, it's God tough. Emperor, we, yeah. yeah. That's right. How many secret documents do you think Dick Cheney took home with him while he was running the Iraq? Prosecute him too. 
Yes, That's please. Fine. Oh, Tucker, I can get on board with cro- prosecuting Dick Cheney. Yep. I can absolutely get on board. Add Henry with Kissinger to the fucking list. Let's go. <laughs> How many did his wife read? She never had a clearance. We'll never know the answer. By the way, pure speculation on his yeah. part, by the way, that Dick Cheney's <laughs> wife read stuff. Yeah. Pure speculation with sure. no evidence whatsoever. Yeah, sure. That's fine. true. Not sure because there is no chance Dick Cheney will ever be investigated or his staffers will be told to wear wires in his presence. He will never be indicted for this. Were Donald Trump's staffers told to wear wires in his presence? I think I vaguely remember there was an implication that there were sources. Or maybe there was like it was confirmed that there were sources who worked either at Mar-a-Lago or for Trump or whatever. But to Tucker, that means wearing a wire because you have to go full on spy mode. Sure. Of course not. Dick Cheney is a neocon. Donald Trump is not. Dick Cheney's mm. No, Donald Trump's absolutely a neocon. Also, they're talking about Donald Trump neocon. becoming a neocon for the 2024 election. True. So. Also true. Uh, I should clarify. He's not a neocon. He's a no. fascist. Donald yeah. Trump's a fascist. Uh, but that incorporates several elements of, of neocon worldview and then just all the fascist stuff. Just twists them, yeah. yeah. He supports war with Russia. Trump does not. That's the difference. <laughs> I laugh because yesterday, I think it was, uh, Trump's uh, solution came out and it was just well i would give more weapons to ukraine oh, than biden that? is yeah that was his solution okay, right. he finally got asked well how would you solve the ukraine war he's like well i'd give him more weapons than biden's given him oh cool. okay. okay fine tucker by the way i also support giving weapons to ukraine because yeah. they're fighting a- against a, a fucking colonizer state. yeah a fascist colonizing state it's yeah. We briefly got to touch on this because, okay. you know, episodes like this are when we get to get out all the stuff we never get to talk about. Uh, the tankies and others uh, who oppose Ukraine in the, the, the war right now, um, you can no longer claim to be against colonization. You just can't. Yeah, just because it's not an English-speaking col- colonizer doesn't mean that it's not bad. Yeah, it's it's a war against literal colonizers. Russia is attempting to colonize Ukraine. Yeah. That is what's happening. You can try and erase all the history all you want. Pretend, oh, Ukraine never existed. I don't give a fuck. Russia is attempting to colonize them. And if you want to be against colonization, you have to be on the side of Ukraine. Yeah. We can acknowledge there are problems in Ukraine. Plenty of them. Yeah. But if you're going to be against colonization, you have to be on the side of Ukraine. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. It's like saying like, oh, look, well, look, I'm against colonization. But, you know... If New York was to invade Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. You'd have well, to be on Georgia's Well, that's silly. Side. We would obviously invade Vermont. That's obviously Absolutely. the first place we would invade. <laughs> you need those nice uh, uh, forests and skiing. That's yeah. Well, Vermont just used to be part of New York before sure. we delineated yeah. it. So the rest is just. Well, you know, say like Ukraine used to be part of Russia when well, it was exactly. the USSR. So really, you have the right to invade if you think exactly. about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've just it's make New York greater New York again. <laughs> Just a distraction. The prosecution of Donald Trump is transparently political. He's literally Joe Biden's main political opponent. I mean, only because you can't get a fucking new guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's more political? Or gal. Yeah. What's more political is the fact that Donald Trump is not currently in prison. Yeah. Like the only fact he is not in prison right now. Chelsea yes. Manning reality was in winner, prison also for in less. prison. Yeah, reality yes. winner in prison for much less. Both in prison for much less than Donald Trump has done right here. He's polling over sixty percent among Republican voters right now. Who's so Joe Biden that? is doing with no president? That's boy. Uh, was it that National Review article that came out the other day 
where everyone was like, boy, the fact that they don't realize how bad this is. Yeah. They're going over the fact that, you know, Donald Trump is still leading over Ron DeSantis and all this, despite all this bullshit and the January 6th and the scandals. Like, yeah. Oh, they just can't put two and two together. They just yeah. can't figure out how this is a bad thing. No. The president has ever dared to do. He's using law enforcement to lock up his chief rival. That's happening right now. Anyone who denies so, again, that implies that Biden was responsible for this. Mm-hmm. It very much seems, as far as anyone's been able to show, that, Not in true. fact, they took every precaution. It to seems sure like they're actually separating powers and, yeah. you know. Yep. What's happening what is lying to, to you. But actually, it's worse than that. Trump's prosecution isn't just political. It's ideological. Nobody mm. with Trump's views is allowed to have power in this country. I mean, I'd like it if that was the case. Yeah. Can't argue. Uh, You know, counter argument, Donald Trump. (laughs) Criticize our wars and you're disqualified. If you keep it up, we'll send you to prison. That's the message Washington is sending. Not just the Democratic Party. All this would be very true if he, well, all this would be much more plausible if he hadn't said that this hatred began in February 2016, nine months before the election that took Donald Trump to power. Like if they were that powerful and could stop him, they fucking would have done. Really would, really would make more sense. Really would make more sense if the blob, the Washington machine, hadn't, you know, made the announcement about Hillary's emails right Mm -hmm. before the election. Yeah, exactly. Party is sending, but both parties are sending. Like so many Republicans, for example, the supposedly conservative governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, spent yesterday totally ignoring the destruction of the American justice system. So the supposedly conservative governor of Texas, supposedly, Greg Abbott is only supposedly conservative in Tucker's eyes. Boy, that's a stretch. Instead, he signed a highly important bill called the Crown Act, which according to the celebratory tweet Abbott sent commemorating it, will quote, prohibit discrimination based on textures and hairstyles historically associated with race. Basically, the only good thing Greg Greg Abbott has done in a decade. (laughs) Only good thing he's done in a decade. And that's what Tucker's going to highlight. Mm-hmm. In other words, in Texas, cornrows are now protected by law. Having unapproved views about Ukraine is not. <laughs> no, no, that still is. That they both yeah, are, I as mean, a matter of fact. That is, that, that's called freedom of speech. Yeah, we have we have the First Amendment. That's yeah. I just love Quite that. literally protected by law. I you know, I when Tucker was on Fox, um, because I don't have cable, I didn't watch him regularly. Uh I'd watch like, you know, YouTube clips that went up. I'd probably watch one of his monologues a week and I'd watch uh Twitter clips and things. Um so it's hard for me to gauge exactly how much more conspiratorial he's gotten since he's been kicked off of Fox. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to say it really seems like he's decided he can let his freak flag fly. Yep, seems freak, like it. Freak flag fly if I can get those words out of my mouth. But mm-hmm. it, because like, this is straight up conspiracy shit. There's like, all this is just straight up conspiracy shit. Yep. That's fine with most elected Republicans. They find Trump tiresome and embarrassing. Their donors hate him. <laughs> For decent They reasons. will not be sad yeah. if he dies in jail. But what about voters? What are they learning from this spectacle? Well, mostly they're learning that they have no power at all because nobody cares about them. But they already knew that. Unlike so many of our elected leaders, they have been to America recently. They know what it looks like. Have Sorry. you seen it? Does he think our elected uh, leaders li- live in Japan? Yeah. Is that, does he think they all fly over for Congress and they just go back immediately after they're done? Or he thinks maybe that D.C. isn't a part of America? I don't know. 
that's I mean that is the thing that is the Republican yeah. line. It's not real America, uh, you know. And I would I think one thing that that always stands out to me on that front is uh, the way Sam Cedar opens uh, his show every day uh, from the heartland of America in yep. Brooklyn, uh, yep, which is that's like right. is is true. It's like Brooklyn uh, downtown New York City is more like real America than all the bullshit places that Tucker wants you to think. Yeah. The vast majority of people in the United States live within 20 minutes of a city. That's mm-hmm. that's just how people are concentrated. If you've got a few days this summer, find out. Take a road trip and see for yourself. Drive 500 miles in any direction and then come home. How are things looking? Who the fuck is going to spend that kind of time? Drive yeah. a thousand miles to quote unquote see how things look? Well, the proclaimers for one. <laughs> They would be walking there, of course. Tucker needs better writers, or he yeah. would have fit in a joke about that somehow. <laughs> well, they should look great. The federal government spent $6.5 trillion last year. That's more than any government has ever spent, ever. So at the very least, you would expect pristine public roads. Oh, no. That's not what you see when you drive around this country. There are potholes and Jersey barriers everywhere. Yeah, man, that's that's just roads. Yeah, that's just how roads work. Like I live in Missouri, which has some of the shittest roads in the country mm-hmm. because our state doesn't spend any money on them. It just takes federal funds and then refuses to spend any out of the state treasury so it can do more tax cuts for rich people. That's that's probably part of the problem here. Looks like Tegucigalpa before the Chinese decided to rebuild the infrastructure of Honduras. We don't have China buying our roads. Maybe we should. So <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> they're falling apart. You'd think the people you would pass on your road trip would look happy and prosperous. Again, this is a very rich country, but a lot of them don't. Quite a- Boy, Tucker really hasn't gone anywhere. He just stays in his fucking house. Yeah. People look the same all over as they've looked everywhere my entire life. Yep. Pe- the shit is the same. Shit is the fucking. And shit same. is, to be fair, not good in a lot of places. Not great. Yeah, but that's but not that's not the federal government's fault. That is the nightmare hellscape picture that Tucker paints of the United States. Not is inaccurate. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but it's so far because no. The, well, look, look. The solutions are different. That's the only thing. Yes, exactly. The solutions. Are... Tucker. Well, he doesn't give us a solution because you know his solution is fascism. His yeah. solution is a dictator. Who's going to? Because he doesn't care about all this other shit. He cares about social norms. He cares about violently enforcing social norms on people and low taxes. That's what he cares about. Quite a few appear to be strung out on drugs. You see them shuffling by shuttered storefronts in small towns, and you wonder as you see all of this, where did all the money go? It's certainly not here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in Washington. No, it's, it's in Fairfax and Loudoun counties. Well, some it- of it is. Some of it is, but uh, hey, Tux, uh, the vast majority of federal funding goes to your red states, buddy. Like, proportionally. Proportionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, You always can go over it. Red states, as opposed to blue states, take in more in federal money than they send to the federal government in tax dollars. They're the ones who are draining that federal money. That's where it's going. Like, literally. Whereas, if you look at the chart, it's the blue states sending more money in federal tax dollars than they receive in federal tax dollars. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. And in leafy, perfectly manicured Northwest D.C. And of course, a huge chunk of it went to Ukraine, to Zelensky and his friends. It's not, not because that's you not voted why for the that. reason why America is falling apart. Nope, very much not. You didn't vote to give it to them. But, you know, I will point out that, that we talked about this a little bit before, I think. 
the reason I think why Tucker supports Russia is not anything to do with because like, he's the a war. Putin stooge. It, well, no, I, I think that's a little reductive. The way people always, you know, everyone on on social media, everything's. Uh, I'm quite uh, happy Russian being reductive bots. in this instance. Russian bots, look at this Russian. I, bots. I don't think he's a Russian bot. I just think he's a Putin stooge. It's, uh... I, well, I, I think he agrees with Putin's particular form of social uh, conservatism and fascism. Yeah, I think that's what he's in favor of, and so that's that's I think where it comes from. You never would, but because Joe Biden and his many allies, from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell to Paul Ryan, calling Mitch McConnell a Biden ally. Yep, they love each other. Boy, they're that's rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, yep. that's rich. They're, they're best friends, Kevin. What are you talking and about? And every single news anchor on all of television, all of them believe that Ukraine, its borders, its future, its infrastructure are all more important than the town that you live in. They sincerely think that, and it's no, no, just they don't. They literally don't. They no. just think it's important. Multiple things can be important at the same time. Yep. Multiple things can be important. I don't think that he realized that that's how things work. Multiple things can be important. Obvious. Everyone in power thinks that, except for Donald Trump. Whatever else you say about him, Trump is the one guy with an actual shot of becoming president who dissents from Washington's longstanding pointless war agenda. Mm. And for that, that one fact, they're trying to take Trump out before you can vote for him. Who's the one person that's, that's actually taken us out of an endless war recently? Oh, I, I thought you were going to say, who are they? Because he yeah. used the word they there. I thought well, you were going to yeah. say, who is they? No, no, I know who they is. I always know who they is. Yeah. Um, no, but like Biden took us out of Afghanistan and they all fucking freaked out about it, which I understand to some to extent. To be fair, that like, was a fucked up withdrawal. It was yeah, a fucked was, up withdrawl. Yeah, it was but, you know, at least very it was a fucking done. withdrawal. But uh, yeah, you are correct. And that should upset you more than anything that's happened in American politics in your lifetime. Even if you don't plan to vote for Donald Trump, even if you would die before voting for Donald Trump, which is your right, and a lot of good people feel that way. Even still, the destruction of our democracy, which is the right of voters to support any candidate they want, even candidates who don't want war with Russia, the destruction of that should keep you up at night. Boy, is that not what's happening. Mm. Just sad, man. There's like 30 seconds left, okay, but I don't think we need to... Yeah. Boy, I just... You know... Looking at this, there's a couple things that stand out. And, like, one of them is, like, I can see why he's such a successful propagandist. I can see why. He has... Yeah, because he talks in circles. Like, he... Well, so, sorry. He employs rhetorical techniques that, if you're not paying attention, I can see working. Yeah. And I think a lot of Fox viewership is uh, not paying very close attention. I think they bank a lot of their money on people not paying particularly close attention. That's probably I think that's true. part of the necessity for them. Uh, but yeah, man, just gross. Uh, not great. Uh, I'm glad people don't seem to give a shit that he's doing this as much as when he was on yeah, Fox. But viewership has fallen off markedly, I think. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. But anyways, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember next time. Remember, I forgot how the ba, outro ba, da, ba, here goes. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us. You can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, Jacob Johnson, Danny Rosari, a wee-woo thing! <laughs> a wee-woo thing, Benedict. A wee-woo thing. You know, you. the wee-woo thing. You know what the wee-woo thing I, is? Wee-woo, wee-woo! <laughs> 
new buildings are a globalist conspiracy. Carrie Conrison, Bobo D. Bear, Chili, Madeline and Zachary Wilson Fetro, Stephen DeBeau, Tori and DeGallant, Amy Kaiser, Sean Sullivan, Lauren S. Insert random scat sounds. Skibbity ba ba ba. William go. Patterson, Flack Weasel, Kieran Dackler. Join us next week when our guests will be awarded free tickets to visit the Titanic. <laughs> and we should invite Kissinger. We should invite Kissinger. <laughs> Henry Lewis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan I think, and Julie. Sorry to interrupt, but I think Kissinger's skin is so leathery at this point, he could survive <laughs> the pressure without a suit. <laughs> We need to find out. <laughs> Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Pause, A Restless Native, A Baby, Wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, Stefan, Jordan, Check Out Wimbledon with Paul Bettany and Kirsten Dunst, Starry Kevin, Utah Outcast, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Jay Reynolds, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, Taru Takanan, and Balls Waterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, get on the sub, Kissinger. Goodbye. podcast is a production of kevin and benedict productions copyright 2020 all rights reserved music for this podcast is by silverman sound studios find out more at silvermansound.com